0: Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die, and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Hey, everybody. It is Tuesday, November twenty second, 2022, as I record this lovely introduction to the lovely Debbie Romero. What a sweetheart she is. Before I get to her, though, let me just make a quick announcement. Um, First of all, it is Thanksgiving week of 2022. Where is this time going? I hope you all have an amazing Thanksgiving dinner with loved ones, friends, family, Friendsgivings, you know, all that, all that shared food, wine, drinks, love, laughter. Hope y'all have a really, really amazing week. I wanted also to let everybody know that I've had a number of requests to put this show on YouTube. I've had a lot of people ask me why it's not on YouTube. Well, um, now it is. (laughs) So it is now. Um, Go ahead and um, search for me something super spiritual or my name, Jeffrey Peck Medium at YouTube, and all of the episodes are up there to watch. A lot of people prefer listening with the podcasts. A lot of people prefer watching the conversations on YouTube. So um, we're out there now for to cover as much uh, space and get in front of as many people as we can. I want to introduce Debbie Romero to you. She is just an absolute sweetheart. She's an amazing psychic medium, A., she is an amazing speaker and a uh, lecturer. Um, she does Sunday services with other mediums. Um, she does uh, lives on Instagram weekly. I was on one of her lives a little while back where we discussed confidence and, and how all of us, regardless of what it is that we're doing, Whatever our gifts may be, you know, we all are always working, you know, with our confidence and in one one way or another, you know, depending on where we are in our in our journey. So take a look at Debbie on Instagram at Transcend with Debbie. She has a podcast called Transcend with Debbie. Facebook Transcend with Debbie, TikTok Transcend Transcend with Debbie. Yeah, Debbie is really, she's all over the place out there. And it is an honor to have had this opportunity to sit with her for almost an hour and just talk about her process and her journey, her experience, and uh, just really listen to what she had to share with all of us. Debbie Romero is an evidential psychic medium healer. She's a paranormal investigator and empowerment teacher who is holding space to bring awareness and raise the vibration collectively with love compassion and healing please help me welcome debbie romero and you guys i hope you have an amazing thanksgiving weekend debbie welcome to something super spiritual the podcast i'm so happy to see you face to face again
1: yes thank you for having me i'm so excited Woo! It's always a delight just to speak with you in person. Thank oh, you, Jeffrey.
0: Always. The last time we saw each other was on your Instagram live. And that was yeah. a super fun night.
1: Yeah, that was really fun. We were working through confidence and we were talking about confidence. And I feel like that's just an everyday project for me. Like, let's build the confidence. Always. Let's go.
0: Always. Right? It's always an everyday take a deep breath, close your eyes, count to 10 and go. <laughs> yes. Let's go. (laughs) So Debbie, what is your, what is your backstory? Have you always been super dialed into spirit the way that you are? Did you grow up as a little girl, always feeling it, sensing it, seeing it?
1: You know, to be honest, um, when I was a little girl, I always had those dreams. And I can go back to four years old and working and what they'll say, actually, astral projection and fly away and you know a lot of times um not understanding what was happening so i was very much around a lot of activity or just dreams and just the knowing and just not understanding so i will say as a younger child i was sensitive to things is the word i will use Mm -hmm. um and I will say later in life is really when I started to say something else is deeper happening than just anxiety or something else is happening other than me knowing things and still not knowing the word medium or psychic, just seeing the things on TV and being like, I know I'm like that. And yeah. that kind of deja vu feeling, I know I'm like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. what were the synchronicities that led you to really recognizing spirit and that you were like that your first experiences with spirit that that led you okay. to really recognizing your calling?
1: I think going back, you know, as we journey, we, we always reflect back. And mm-hmm. that, that dream, that vivid dream of me flying, we'll say with the angels. I remember the angel showing me the city and I was literally flying with them and observing the town and I could see below me everything. It's like I was traveling everywhere. And that was so profound and so real for me. And and just having conversation. That one really stays with me. Um and of course, just when you start to open up for someone. And their validation comes through. And I'll say more in my 20s, when I started to work at a little angel store nearby, not understanding, again, the word medium and just saw this man work. And, you know, when you're in that energy, it amplifies you. Mm -hmm. And so I started to really amplify and I really started to dive deeper into the readings and say like, okay, there is more to this. I'm not making this up. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So I would say 20s opened up really where I can say I can deliver a reading and really say, okay, this is where I can get validation. They understand what I'm saying. It's not me just talking and they're getting a message. Sure. So that was cool. So how
0: how long have you been doing this work professionally?
1: Professionally? Wow. Okay. I would say about eight years professionally, really diving in with, you know, mentors, circles, yeah. groups, and I would say about a good eight years, you know, a majority yeah. of my journey more so was self-filling.
0: Oh, that was going to be my next question. So, the, you know, yeah. what were your, what were the challenges that you yeah. experienced, overcame, really like going deep? To get oh you gosh. through all of that. What were those challenges like for you?
1: Well, you know, a lot of challenges that we face as mediums is first family, right? Mm-hmm. Something is wrong with her. Something is not right. So, you know, we get depressed or we start to feel the emotions very heavily, not realizing we're picking up on someone else's energy. We're not given the tools for the hygiene and we're not given that meditation. I was not taught meditation. I was mm-hmm. taught prayer but not meditation. So there's a difference. And so I remember waking up to a email on Facebook or not an email, but a post and being very sensitive that I am, I could feel I need this in my life. And that's where I started to dive into the meditation and really going into that deeper healing where the guides come in and giving them permission to give me that deeper blend that I needed. Not realizing fully yet, even then what was happening for me, um, I just knew that it felt good. I know my body needed it, and it was like a calling for me to be present. So obstacles one was you know letting family know, hey this is this is how I am." And just honoring how I feel and where I am as a person is important, right? right. And it's someone who is psychic, sometimes, yes, we develop because we want to. But then there are those that are just born this way and don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And so I will say I had both. I will say I, uh, I have both of that. Mm-hmm.
0: With respect to the family and the challenges mm-hmm. that you were just talking about, did you, was your family involved in religion? Was that part of your?
1: Well, yeah. So I was very much um, raised in a Christian family. Yes. Um, my mother was Christian. Uh, my father's a pastor, and you know, to be honest, they're divorced. So mostly, I was more with my grand, my mother and my grandparents. Um, but I I look at it still at the belief system of the family. Now they are very Catholic. Um, what we do is not; it's very frowned upon and not understood. Yes, and I feel that the education in this work is so needed because there are so many of us out there that are afraid to step into this power. Because they are born this way, but the family doesn't understand it.
0: Yes. I understand that. Um, yeah, I grew up, you know, the Christian life as well as a child. And my mother is um, very much, you know, born again and and looking at me with a raised eyebrow, but yet trying to be supportive, but not understanding, but trying to be supportive, but not understanding. And yeah. I get it. (laughs) I totally get it.
1: Yeah. So I would say that was probably a challenge that I still face today. You know, you never know what is she going to say today. (laughs) You never know what's going to come out of our mouths when we're talking about our journey and our life history. And 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 it's for me. You know, when I speak, it's it's healing for me. And so the challenges were um, anxiety. You know, I did have PTSD. I do um, go through. De- I did go through depression, and I had a lot of different things that I went through that took me to this place um, of self healing. You know, we say we go back to childhood, and and I feel like a lot of that chapter has been worked through. I would say more in my adult years than more. Of course, we think we've done the work and more work is thrown to us. Mm -hmm. And so I had to dive again into the work. And I said, um, experienced a situation where I had a near-death experience, um, giving birth to my son. Really? Yeah. And losing everything, you know, you, you stop working. You have to make means to make things work. And so for me it was very hard. I I was 16 years ago that that happened. I I was sitting with this in reflection and I look at it and I feel like it's very much needed to be heard because of what's happening in COVID and what people go through.
0: and,
1: And me holding on so tight, you know, we hold on so tight to our things and the material things in the world. We have to save our home, our family gets affected, our finances change. And so Sixteen years ago, my life really took another turn, where I had to really give myself that care, and so that that was a big one for me.
0: Okay, that's huge. Um, yeah, you know, I have been, I've been working on this little um, limited series of NDEs, talking to people who have experienced NDEs and how it changed their lives, and and what they experienced. Can you talk a little bit more about what you experienced?
1: You know, everything just happened very quickly. When I went in, you know, as women, they're all, they're all, we're all there for the same reason to deliver a baby. Sure. And so I'm just being respectful and waiting my turn getting there. I ended up having an erupted placenta and there I'm getting yelled at, like, why didn't you say something? And I'm like, and I'm like, well, I just knew I was having a baby and I'm waiting just like everyone else. So I just remember the family being in there waiting. My son, my oldest son, my sister-in-law, we were all there. We thought, okay, I was a young teen mom. So this we're, we're going to do this one different. You know, I was 16 with my first child. Mm-hmm. And so this is 14 years later, I'm having my second. And so here we go. And everyone just gets booted out of the room so quickly. And things start happening so fast. And I just know that for me, all I could do was really pray. And so, as I prayed, you know, that I ended up getting toxemia. And so the needles wouldn't go in for the IV or for the medicine. And so, when that happened, I was just like, oh my gosh, okay, God, this is in your hands. You know, that's, you've got to go back to that source. And so, when you're put in that situation, you're going back to what you know to have faith that it's going to be okay. You know, I didn't really see anything happen, but I knew for me traumatically, like, whoa, okay. We stayed in the NIC unit ICU for seven days and just having to learn to rehab ourselves after, you know, one, you just had a child. My child also went through an event where he got ill and, you know, with the blood and Mm -hmm. so. All of that happens and then you come back and, you know, your anxiety level jumps up again. You're a new mom and everything shifts, you know, our emotions are vulnerable and I couldn't take medication, you know, and my body just does not do well with medicine. And so I had to do deal with everything raw and the emotions. And I remember social services coming in. Are you okay? What's the matter? What has happened in your life? Like I was being dissected because I was having, you know, I had that event. Ah, So it it definitely puts you in a place of something has to change. Mm -hmm. And that's why I learned the word surrender to surrender and let go of the home, the cars, the work. And I didn't, I have not worked in a working field because of that they took me out they're like girl you're done you gotta stay home you gotta work on you so i was given the privilege to stay home and work on my traumas and work on my past but that major event is what triggered me to have to go back to the things that i experienced in life and so this is this is the outcome of what you get when someone gets to work on themselves Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful
0: mm-hmm. yeah working on the self on those old traumas from the childhood years through teens and 20 i mean we all have them we all have them they just ah. they look a little bit different they look a little bit of the same but a little bit you know more magnified here or there you know it's we all have them
1: yeah i always say there are some things sage cannot touch. Oh, that's <laughs> so
0: true. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like, I like the sage is not doing it. I need someone to go in and rip it out and take the roots out and Completely. let's go.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. It's so true. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I, I definitely, um, feel as an adult, You know, we I have witnessed and seen as a medium, many of us trying to start our lives back up again and trying to, you know, go back into this workforce or, you know, recreate our financials or our property, our family, because everyone gets affected when there's a traumatic event and then the financial part of it changes. And so with that being said, I went through all that and I feel like during this time of COVID, we are all rebuilding. And we're all in that same place again. For many, we have lost loved ones. And we've also had people who have suffered long term illnesses. And we also have people who still mourn the loss of the loved ones that are. Totally.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that event, you know, I'm thank you, God, I'm alive. And, you know, being able to work through that and be able to say, okay look at it with a fresh set of eyes and what other people are feeling and giving compassion out there collectively, right?
0: Completely. Mm
1: -hmm. So that experience gave me the compassion for others. For myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So uh, since we're talking about this, uh, um, do you have any advice for people who are in that stage right now where they're really working through their traumas, where they're Really healing those old emotional wounds, mental wounds, and some are probably physical as well, you know? Yeah. So, what would you say to those people who are in that space at this moment?
1: You know, to be honest, it has to come from them. They have to want the change. It's so much more powerful when you make that conscious decision to make some changes in your life for you. We can sit and everyone can give the advice, but really that awareness and click has to come within them so that it sticks. Yes. So the first thing I would say is, are you ready? Are you ready for the change? Are you ready to release and to feel again? And ask yourself, where are you at in your grief? Start to observe where you're at in the moment of now and give yourself compassion and grace for the things that you didn't know. You know, sometimes we're hard on ourselves when we go back and we're like, I should have done it this way or I could have done it that way. And just, it doesn't matter. Make a phone call, create a a team of people that are going to have your back, professionals. Make a doctor's appointment, seek a therapist, a psychiatrist if needed, a healer that you're comfortable with. Start to explore meditation, breath work, Acupuncture. I'll tell you, I did herbalists, acupuncture, yeah. chiropractor, oh. massage. I did it all.
0: Oh my gosh, I hear you. I had all of those yeah. people on speed dial.
1: Yes,
0: <laughs> because our therapist, life coach, acupuncture, everything yeah. you're saying is what is totally. I mean, you're you speaking to the yeah. choir right here. I mean, I I totally get it. Everybody yeah. who would listen, yeah,
1: yeah. And and, and you want someone supporting you that. It's best to have someone that is neutral. And yes, we have friends, Mm -hmm. but friends start to have opinions Mm -hmm. and their feelings start to web within that may be a little different than what you're looking for. And so it's best to stay neutral. And when you do dive into your wounds or your um, layers, as we call them, doesn't happen overnight. So you got to give yourself permission for, and honor yourself for where you are in the now of your journey. Hundred
0: mm-hmm. percent. Those layers, yeah, that's the that's the proverbial onion. Those those yeah. proverbial <laughs> onion that just keeps peeling away and away. Yeah. <laughs> like where? How much more of this
1: onion do I have to get through? Right, and then I I'm like, where did this uh, other onion come from? Yeah, Bro, I, I don't even want that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for all of that. That was really beautiful. Um yeah. okay, so moving through that and you are discovering this innate sense within yourself where you're recognizing the spiritual senses and the spiritual connection and this the connection to the other side, the other the people on the other side, the beings, the angels, guardians, mm-hmm. whomever, right? Mm-hmm as you started to tap into spirit, what is different today than what it was like for you at the beginning? Did you use other modalities to tap in? Were you ever a card reader or dousing the pendulum, um, Ouija board? I mean, anything like that, did you?
1: Yeah, I can can tell you that. Of course, I was always around others that were like uh, me. And I found myself into different stores and different shops and getting cards read. And um I had a lady that was very close to me. And we would learn to read the water. You know, like you could start going in and, and reading the waters or the candles when we would light them and we would do our work. And we would say, okay, do you see that person there? And I would be like, yeah, I see that person. And not realizing that, you know, that it was collecting the debris and and it was collecting the energy within the home because the water was starting to form the vision of within, right? I used to read the fires when I was younger, when I would like the incense or just the coals, and I would be be able to read the fires, and that was in my 20s. So the difference, I had the honor to work with a beautiful lady named Miss Paula Mary, and she taught me how to read the crystal ball, the tea leaves, the charms, And her and I got to work on a radio station for almost a good year. And so having the tools at 15 and diving it in, in a different way in in the now was like, whoa, okay. But there was spirit showing me. So the difference now, when I first started to read the coastal ball, she was like, do you see? And I'm like, uh-uh, I don't see nothing. <laughs> I don't see what you see. <laughs> and then spirits telling me this, this, this. I'm like, but I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. So I was really having to work into that exercise, you know, because have you ever gone into a class when they say, okay, Jeffrey, we just want you to tell us what you see. And then you start saying, well, I feel.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, totally. Yep. Yep.
1: So I had to learn how to use the new two tools um, in the now. And that was super cool. So it was the guidance of spirit really being there with me prior, not having that full on blend was not there as deep as it is now. Mm -hmm. So now I can hear when they come in and they're talking to me or they're guiding me through it or acknowledging, pay attention to this or be mindful of that. And so there's more of a deeper guidance for me in the now. Mm -hmm. I love Um,
0: that. I love that. The, the beginning stages of our development is is always so interesting because i i well the people that i've spoken with and even my own experience you know we started off with all those tools you know uh-huh. um and oh and by the way i love paula mary i was with her yes. on her radio show um a- as well so i uh-huh. didn't know that you were on there for a year with her
1: yeah we were on and off we we worked for a great year she taught me a lot and i learned oh, a lot from beautiful. her yeah super cool lady mm-hmm.
0: and you know i started off with with the oracle cards and then leading into the tarot cards and then leading into the pendulum and and leading into you know the the tea leaves or even just oh. even just suds at the at the bottom of the shower you know you can repeat yeah. the suds at the bottom of the shower and that'll tell right? you something
1: <laughs> yeah so i think my healing more is what opened up again the mediumship part for me so yes I could do the intuitive I was never really good at the cards I would say no way I'm never good I'm not doing cards I remember getting a reading from one of my mentors and like Deb you're gonna do cards and I'm like no and you know I didn't have any decks really I had one oracle or two my this was like my first oracle deck that I ever had and if you could tell the wear and tear I had it for like years like over 10 15 years plus yep and so my girlfriend sent me new cards. And when I started working with Paula, sure enough, we're, th- we're doing the cards. And sh- I was like, she's right. I'm doing tarot like cards. I could never get into tarot. I just, for the, for whatever reason, my mind just couldn't process the tarot. Like it just couldn't, yeah. I'd look at it and I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what you're trying to tell They're me. you speaking to me. But <laughs> i not speaking to me. It's <laughs> not my language. So, but recce and healing, I started doing Reiki and, just i I listened to your story when you spoke on my on my show, and how the loved ones started to really come in, yeah. yeah, and that was really cool because you're starting to get into that ancestral healing, yes, yes, what the the message is there, they're there, but the healing, that's the intent. We're going in to bring in that healing for that person, their loved one stepping forward as the ancestral healing begins. and yes. that extra deeper blend comes in for them. And so that. That's my passion. Like when I first started, it was like, I know I'm gonna do Reiki. I know I want to do healing mm-hmm. and I know that the energy work is flowing within me. So I was like, let's do this. Yes. Then it went into trance. Then I went into past life healing and karmic and all of that good stuff, goddess work. I mean, I've done it many layers of work for myself mm-hmm. and shamanic journey, but all mm. of that was for me. Yes. Healing for me. Agreed. So how that comes to the surface for a client or for someone that's working with me, the energy still flows through me because that is what I embody.
0: Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, after I became attuned to the Reiki, which blew me open, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I was working with the cards. And and so like you were being told you're going to work with the cards. I was being told I was going to I was a medium. So yes. I was, you know, working with the cards, the oracle cards, tarot cards, you know, all that—tons of them—and and everybody kept telling me you're a medium, you're a medium. You got to let these cards go. You're a medium. I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> and then they started coming through during the the Reiki treatments. So, yeah, I Reiki is um, truly incredible. I mean, it's like a it's like a, a an extension cord that gets plugged in, and so many of us who experience. Reiki and being tuned into it, I'm finding more and more that it just completely blows people open in ways yeah. that they just weren't anticipating or expecting or didn't even know about, you know?
1: Yeah, very true. And and it also makes you go through your shadow, not shadow, but your layers, the oh, things completely. that you have to deal with. So when you're also receiving the energy, it's also pushing stuff off of you, which it comes to the surface and you have to still deal with it. Oh, so it's a beautiful process and it's also um a lot of miracles can unfold.
0: A lot of miracles, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're being healed as you are doing treatments for other people. You're being healed yes. at the same time,
1: you know. It's Thank all you just... for saying that. Yes. Okay. I think people need to understand, not need to, but I think it's important that we explain that part. That it's, we are the vessel, the energy is coming through us, and it's going to you. So we're all receiving. I think that as that continues forward, know that that's how simple it is. As your hat says, be kind. Yes. We can do that without the recce and just let that same energy flow through us by just simply being kind. Truth. Mm -hmm.
0: Being kind goes a long, long way yeah the ripple effect
1: thank you yes
0: is you you can't even begin to understand what one kind act can do and Mm -hmm. how it can spread out you know it's just yeah it's it's really quite simple (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, but and we it all, is. in life, we just get mired with the anxieties and the pressures and the stress and the strain. And we just, it's easy to forget, you know, it's just, yeah. Easy to forget.
1: And I think that was a perfect example of how we got so excited with Recky and we're like, I'm getting the healing, you're getting the healing. And that ripple effect to just be nice, be kind. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine collectively how that'll shift all of us? Totally. Like, like, let's come on guys. Let's do this.
0: With respect to your practice and your mm-hmm. readings and your mm-hmm. healings, mm-hmm. can you think of a specific incident where you were providing healing for somebody, whether it be with your mediumship or Reiki or um, whatever modality you were, you know, guided to use in that moment? Mm-hmm. Can you think of a story that that the healing in that moment for that person just... A, blew you away that just like stuck with you that like afterwards you know when I have these moments during readings you know I get off the phone and I'll cry for like 10 minutes because it's so beautiful and overwhelming in a good way you know what I'm saying it's just like to be part of that is such a miracle and so yeah what people love to hear these stories they're just inspirational and
1: I think for me when I had a girlfriend came in for a recce treatment And I'm not in charge of what the person gets. Mm -hmm. So the healing that comes through is what is needed and what the person is ready for. And I think that's important that we understand that. Right. And letting that healing come in deeper, I brought in my guides. She ended up having, this was like my first real, like observing a psychic surgery where she was numb It was almost like you're in the operating table, lights everywhere. She couldn't move, she said. I could see them and I can feel the guides coming in and they're working on her and I can hear her say, "Um, we're going to do this. And I'm just holding space, observing, right? Mm -hmm. The more the blend came in, I could feel almost me becoming that person. My energy, my face, at my hairline, things were shifting. And that was my first like, whoa, I'm in trance. I call, I'm like, okay, before I called someone, I'm like, okay, ground, 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 ground. Because when I was done, she was in tears. And she was like, Debbie, what was that? Whoa. And I said, Mija, I don't know. Just know that you got a deep healing. Just let the energy go where it needed to go. And this is what you needed. And so just honor that. And I knew it was almost like I was stretched wide open. Like my lair and I was this big person, but I knew that I was one of my doctor guides. So I knew that I, I was I was a man there and I knew that my energy was still very present when I was done. And so I'm saying, okay, ground this. Because if you ever gone into trance, the energy gets very like um I'm not going to give the to sedated, but it gets very relaxing, relaxing. And then it gives you that kind of like heavy feeling and you're like, ooh, airy. And it's, you know, you're not you yet.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so that was like my first real, like deep trance healing that was done and letting the doctors come in. I'm just like, whoa, I call my teacher and I'm like, what was that? They're like, okay, girl, you got a very bright future ahead of you, but let's slow it down you know yes and so for me that is where my work started to shift and the work that was coming in was different and everyone is different Mm -hmm. and when they come to me they're not all going to get the psychic surgery Mm -hmm. they're not all going to get the dna upgrades or you know the i know the balancing we can do with the recce and direction but this work is a little different can so you describe
0: for, me, for people just quickly what psychic surgery? What does that mean for people who so haven't heard that? For
1: me, it's where the guides, my doctor guides will come in. If there is something emotionally that you're working through, well I literally will say for myself, I'll use me as an example. Okay. And I shared this in, in a talk the other day and it was maybe about nine years ago, we'll say. And I had my first psychic surgery. If I had many prior, it wasn't as in, as intense as my own. I remember my guide coming in, talking to me, the nurses coming in, and you can literally feel a cut coming through into your, for me it was my heart chakra. And I could feel the energy being drained or flushed or inner, whether it's organs or things that you're working through, you can see them moving this and moving that for me. Um, and for me, it was because my heart was hurt still, it was shielded, and so they were releasing the shield so that I can feel and for me, I was given the prayer of Ezekiel where the heart is hardened will become flesh, and I will you know put in a new spirit within you that oh, was for me wow. that was my own personal journey, right mm-hmm. and When that happens, there are things that we experience that are emotionally happening to us that prevent us, um, that can affect us in the physical part of our body. So if it's an emotion that's attached to the physical, it can help you physically, but it's more within the emotional layer of the body. So for me, it was within my heart and letting them come in in that deeper way to bring in that deeper healing. Okay, thank you. So, Yeah.
0: So so then trance, explain what trance means to people. What is trance? What's, what's different trans, about trance?
1: So trance, you're really working with the guides and you're really, who are you calling on to, right? Who are you channeling in? And who are you giving permission to come closer? So for me at that moment was my healer guide, my doctor guides, you know, depending on what the person shares with me, I call in a certain guide. And so at that time, this person was going through something very heavy and emotional. Got it. And so that guide came in. And so when you allow them to come closer as mediums, yes, we can bring in your loved ones and give the message. Mm-hmm. But there's also healing in the mediumship when a message is given. But when you're inviting the healing into the reading or healing into the session, you're allowing the blend to come closer so that that energy can flow to them in a the way that they need it. And so when you become, it's almost like um, your eyes, their eyes, their breath, your breath. And you're really giving them permission, let's say, to journey into the work that you're doing as if they are doing the work. You're putting the ego aside so that they can do what they need to do from the other side of the world. Uh, which is heaven beautiful. that that's
0: heaven beautiful. world right yes so speaking of the heaven world mm-hmm. what do you believe happens after we die with the experiences you've had what do you believe
1: you know to me i have seen a lot of different things happen for my journey in the spirit world in heaven say. Mm-hmm. um what comes to me when I was doing a reading, I remember watching someone's timelines pass through me before they pass. And I was open and I asked my teacher, I said, why did my reading just like, we're not even in the reading no more. I'm almost holding space for this soul that I know pass, not realizing that she was in the hospital and she was having some um, issues, right? And she says, well, Dad." There's so much more happening in the spirit world that we don't even know about that can happen. And so when her, before her passing, I can see her just sharing all the beautiful memories of what she remembered. It was like an upload of her memories and the upload of her timelines that were um, ascending in a different way. So that was one experience. Then when I go into a spirit world with, um, let's say we're going in for reading or they wanted to know what spirit world looked like. For me, I would see the flowers or that bright sun and the trees and the little kids. So depending on the vision of where you're at, her and I were little girls because we were in the spirit world taking us to that deeper healing. And so we were playing in the flowers or that sunflower sunset type of vibration. So I've seen that. And then- there was a period of time where i also had another experience and i was sick and i remember reaching out for my son that i could see him my oldest and it was very holographic ho- he was like a hologram and i would be like "Where are you going he's like mom mom and so for me i was like in this different world of timeline right and so when i was seeing him I know that I saw him more in a different vision, in a different way. So there's different experiences for me when I when I see it. Um, When I journey for healing or when I open up for mediumship, or let's say the journey for myself when I started my healing journey, I believe that we're different um, for me, okay? Mm-hmm. I have journeyed one road where there's just people – everywhere and it's it's a vibration of a different world then your bridge opens and you're in another world and that is another form you're in a line with another people so then you're going up so you'll say lower middle upper world and I walk through those worlds with them when healing happens and souls leave for me I can say when they're doing the soul work I can see the souls come in and then I can see the souls leave. So when I'm connected into their world, I know that they're coming and getting ready to connect with me. Others work to be done. And so when I'm in that place, that's where the deeper healing goes for me. So everybody's perspective is different. So when I'm working, I'm in the worlds with others. But when I'm channeling or connecting in a read, it's a different beautiful sight And then when I'm holding space, you're getting that timeline. So everything is different in the spirit world. So how you want to perceive that and look at it, it's just like us. We're all working. We're all got a job. We're all doing something different. And so I would say it's a combination, just like it is here on earth.
0: Mm -hmm. Agreed. My gosh, we're already at like 45 minutes. So, so what would you like to what would you like to let people know about with respect to your work? What do you want them to to know that you're doing? Your events, your classes, your teaching, your where can people find you? What do you have that um that you want people to know about?
1: So I think for me what's important is that people have a place that they can come back to like a referral. If you're going through something and you're wanting to learn, I have my podcast. I'm guided to bring in other guests to share their stories, their techniques, their modalities, so that you can understand, hey, me too, you're not alone. We got Mm -hmm. you. The support in this work is so important. We've all come through different adversities. And we've had challenges where we as mediums, intuitives, healers, creatives, artists, we have, we have this open channel that floods through us with emotion, with grace, with passion. And so could you imagine the things that they have to go through because their mind is downloading constantly?
0: What is the name of your podcast?
1: Transcend with Debbie. Give these people the some support.
0: Thank it's you. beautiful. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank Everybody you. look at Transcend with Debbie, her podcast. And it, it's really, uh, it's just the energy, the love, the, the, it's like a, an energetic hug every time you listen to oh, her. Oh, thank <laughs> it's you. It's true. It's
1: true. But I think it's important that we support each other in this yes. work, in this world. And so tra- that's what Transcend with Debbie is about. It's a platform for everyone to feel like, okay, I'm home. I understand this. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any
0: events coming up that you'd like people to know about?
1: Well, you know, the events that I have, I always try to go live on Thursdays. I have my TikTok, I have my Facebook page, my IG. Um, This week I'll be doing an event, um, the Glen Tavern, which is all paranormal, which is super cool, which is a new um, area that I'm diving into. Thank you. And so I have a booth doing readings there but we're going to do a little ghost walk and ghost tour with all the equipment and looking forward to that this weekend. And, um, of course I have Stefan which will be with me he is um, a paranormal investigator teacher amazing guys been on ghost adventures been on travel and like his life 30 years plus I can't wait to interview him and work with him on Saturday or yes. Sunday excuse me so just the guests that come in with this passion that they want to share and just the lessons and experiences like let's go that's what it's about this paranormal world has been really really fun uh, stuff is going to be airing very soon it's very intimidating by the way TV is very intimidating. I can imagine. When you're, really. You know, when you're in there, you don't have time to really um, process. Everything happens so quickly. Yeah. And so when you're on TV, it's just like boom, boom, boom. And when you're in that place, you're like, whoa. So I'm there for them and for spirit. Yes. And so when I'm going in there and I'm working with somebody or whether it be um, ghost hunters with my girlfriend or if I'm doing, you know, just a walkthrough. I'm there for them and for spirit. And so I try to stay out of the way, the best way I can and just let myself be present for them. It's very um, different. The work, when it comes to paranormal, I will say um, it's like mediumship. You're just flowing and spirits coming in. I don't feel um, afraid. I'm not afraid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel the love and the healing that comes through and, um, but again, I have not gone into the the deeper haunted places, we'll say. Yeah. I'm the one I'm doing this weekend, I was already feeling stuff happen that was very tragic. And I was like, I don't know the story until just yesterday. One of them, one of my girlfriends shared it or posted it and I read it. And I was like, okay, that's what I felt. Yeah. So the impressions of when someone is hurt or lost tragically, I can feel that. And that's the same as a medium in the mediumship reading. So yeah. we feel. When there's injury, we can feel the discomfort and the pain. So I can fill into that. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like when you were to look at it in a meeting, uh, a reading, it's the same feelings. Um, the stories are just more um heavier, you know, more dense. There's a lot of healing that goes in, but they're also a lot of love because they're 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 humans, they're souls with love, right? And so um, if you find a soul, if you believe a soul is home what do you say when they're not ascended it's just different it's just i was a just different gonna ask feeling. that are they mm-hmm. are they
0: really consciously still here
1: okay so i did an investigation with my friend stefan and we all see differently stefan can see them here physically like a full-on body still here with what his was it,
0: physical eyes with his
1: yeah he can physically see them with his physical eyes he wow. was like oh hey how you doing For me, I could feel the emotion of the person. This was more of um, the passing was a different tragic. It was self-inflicted. So the energy was very heavy. So the the energy is different, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you're going into that, what happens is um, for me, my priest comes in and starts to do a blessing. So whatever was there, my my guide came in and was like blessing them with holy water. And there was something happening and we just kind of stepped away from the room and the investigation. I was able to tap into the emotion of it and I was able to tap into what happened, um, but I can say this, once the story is told and you give the message, it's like, a, it's like a healing of release that they got to be heard. So everyone's perception is different. I can tell you after the investigation, it was so beautiful. The hawk flies. The sunsets going around the corner. There's like this little drumming going down, and so it was like you could not have set that up any beautiful. A portal opens. People come out. All this beautiful light and all the souls that were that were spoken to in this house walked in. So the healing was given. So how do you want to perceive that? Is up to you. Were they leaving, or were they healing and going to a different dimension? Wow. So that's, that's up to you on your perception. Mm-hmm. For me, I say everyone's in heaven. I say we're just, again, that journey that I went through. There's different layers of journey, just like how we are here on earth. That's how I see it. I am, that's
0: yeah. my perception. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Jeffrey.
0: So, so Debbie, um, wh- what would you like to leave people with? Do you have any words of wisdom before we close up?
1: You know, just love yourself for where you are in your journey. Love you for where you're at. Once you start to love yourself, it'll it'll ripple effect to others. Be gentle with yourself for things that you did not know. Give yourself grace and understanding for those that have been part of your journey. Let them be part of your journey, but don't let them hinder you. Evolve and transcend always
0: beautifully stated thank you so much for that
1: you're welcome jeffrey thank you
0: debbie i love you smithereens you're amazing
1: you're amazing jeffrey (laughs) thank you
0: thank you so much for being here with us and i do want to ask you back because i have so many more questions
1: (laughs) well i'm always here for you you're adorable i
0: appreciate
1: i appreciate you on having me here on something super spiritual
0: thank you (laughs) Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste.